I'm just saying, if she was about to go to sleep, there probably wasn't a whole lot of energy for a big, like, belly guffaw. Mm, yeah. Pretty good. <laughs> well, that's, that's a little bit more out of Macbeth than... Yeah, I was going to say, ho- hopefully not like a... <laughs> oh, golly. Yeah, so the messengers show up and they say, hey, yes, you're talking to God? God's talking to you. He said you're going to have a baby. And then Sarai laughs. I believe this is also the super awkward version where the strangers are talking to Abraham. They say, you're going to have a baby. He says, uh, okay. How do I know? And they'll say, well, we'll come back next year and your wife will be pregnant. Which is how a lot of these like symbols go in the Bible. Where they're like, how will I know this crazy thing is going to come to pass? And it's like, well, after the crazy thing has come to pass, then you'll do this. And that's how you'll know. You're like, well, that's... Something less than helpful, but thank you. Anyway, so Sarah laughs, and the stranger looks at her and he goes, why are you laughing? She says, I didn't laugh. He's like, yes, you did laugh. <laughs> and this is just sort of like, pause, while everyone stares at each other. And then, new <laughs> topic. And then they on. leave. The yeah. very next verse, when they got up to leave. Yeah, and then they got up to leave, and you're like, what? Uh, okay, <laughs> that's awkward. We're not going to hold her accountable for lying? It's just like... <laughs> I, didn't, I didn't laugh yes you did <laughs> all right end scene good good job guys everybody just does take a look five. take around like all right i think we're done here all right <laughs> yeah and then and then abram finds out that that god's about to destroy the city of sodom through what also one of the better random segues the, the strangers are just wandering off to go destroy Sodom. And one of them turns to the others and goes, Hey, should we, hi- should we hide this from Abraham? I don't think so. He's going be- to become like a great nation. And the other guys go, Yeah, let's tell them all about how we're going to go just destroy Sodom. Which is just super weird. <laughs> so they tell him. And Abraham's like, What? <laughs> hey, um, they're gonna. You know, my nephew lives there, right? I've I've seen this city. The the three of them. Yeah, right. no, like I I get it. Like you know, like okay, you know what? They're middle school boys. They're, I'd believe it if if I saw three seventh graders walking toward the city saying, "Hey, we're gonna go wreck that place." I would I wouldn't call I. I would call Godzilla and say, look, 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 look. You got to go save the city. I'd call it the National Guard. (laughs) No, that's not enough. Mm. (laughs) You have to call a worse natural disaster. And the only natural disaster on, like, in make-believe. The Power Rangers. Exactly. Like, and, like, the Power Rangers, like, okay, they they, they knock over, like, six or seven buildings in the the process of saving the city. But they do save the city. It's like, it's like. uh, uh, Seems like a fair trade. Yeah, it's it's the Avengers versus DC. You know, like the Avengers, they, they just knocked out Hell's Kitchen in New York City. And uh, when Superman shows up, like all of Metropolis, just completely Metropolis. just flattened. The, the whole city, just gone. He's just trying to make sure there is a thriving construction industry in his hometown. Or something. Always rebuilding after he destroys <laughs> things. Yeah. It's like, so. it saved everybody to death. What, well, were, what were we doing? Destroying cities? Yeah. We well, you know when I was in Ireland, when I was in, Ireland, when I was in Australia, uh, they, um, they, they talked about how there was a rat problem in, uh, in Sydney at one point in time. And it was, like, it was spreading disease all over the place. And so they started paying the people 
to kill rats. Yeah. And so they started making money hand over fist, bringing in dead rats. Well, eventually yeah. they got so good at killing rats, the rats, the rat money started drying up. And so there's a new black market that began about rat breeding. I was going to say breeding rats. Where people yeah. would actually like save rats and breed them. And then once they got to be full grown, then they would give them these guys who would go, who would slaughter them and take them in for money. I mean, it was like. Sounds about right. Yeah. I mean, it, it started off really well, but then like, they're like, hey, hey, gra- yeah. gravy trains drying up here, guys. Unintended consequences. Consequence. Con- All right. So. Hey, we, you know, that we reminds cut the me joke. of destroying Sodom. <laughs> yes. So God's going to destroy Sodom and Abraham starts to bargain with God. You know, I mean, look. We've established what kind of a God you are, right? Well, I guess we haven't. That's sort of kind of the point that how we got here. So Genesis, you know, 3 through 11, we have the falls repeatedly. But God keeps, even, even with Noah not wiping out everyone, there's always a way out. There's always some salvation for at least a group, for at least some sort of subset. And then you have Babel in 11. Like, so it turns out, even hitting the reset button didn't fix things. So what's God going to do now? And then you get to Abraham where God's going to pick this guy to sort of, I don't want to say start over because that's not exactly right, but he's going to try to redeem humanity one piece at a time. Like get, start, start by just redeeming this little piece and then let, to, to, to use a very inappropriate analogy, like, and then let this redemption spread like a disease until it's in, like, <laughs> taken over all of humanity being redeemed. <laughs> uh, I'm sorry, you have a case of redemption. That's right. <laughs> so It can't be cured. So Abraham is somehow, despite the fact that we're only in, what, in the teens in Genesis, Abraham's already got this whole message of the Bible thing locked down. And so God says, I'm going to destroy Sodom. And, and Abraham says, that's not who you are. You wouldn't, you wouldn't destroy the righteous along with the wicked, would you? And God says, well, all right, what do you have in mind? He says, well, I mean, say there were just like 50 people in Sodom that were righteous. Would you kill them just because their neighbors are evil? Like, what, what kind of a God are you? And God's like, well, okay, that's fair. I don't destroy the righteous with the wicked. So if there were 50 people, I'd save the city. And, and, then, he turns, then... and then he turns to go. And then Abraham does one of the best things, like just a most amazing moves in the Bible. It's like, all right, have a good trip. You know, oh, just occurred to me. What if there were 40? I mean, 10 people is not really that many people. So if you're willing to save the city for 50 people, like just missing 10, that's not really that big of a deal, right? And God's like, okay, fine. For 40 people, we'll save the city. (laughs) See you later. See ya. See you next year when I have a son. Have a good trip. Oh, oh, well, um, Who's what? that detective? The the old school detective was like, oh, just by the way, one one more thing, one more thing. He, he was the he was the grandpa in Princess Bride. Um, man, all I can all I can think is Kolchak, but it's not Kolchak. He was the he was the he was even weirder than that guy was. Who? Columbo. He was a Columbo. Oh. Yeah, Columbo. He was like, oh yeah, it was one more, one more thing, question. one yeah. more thing. Yeah, one more question. Yeah, like same same thing. Abraham was like, yeah. oh, oh hey, one, one more thing. So Abraham just you know. Starts doing, starts doing his best impression of a used car salesman on God. Because why wouldn't you do that sort of thing? It's something the patriarchs keep doing. It's weird. So he finally, finally wheedles God down to, 
what was it? Ten. Ten, ten righteous people. people. If you can find ten righteous people in the entire city, would you save it? And God's like, at this point, in my head at least, God's just like rubbing his temples being like, fine! <laughs> For ten people, I will save the city. Now you go back to your tent and leave me alone. Got a nine o'clock tea time. This is kind of what I think about when Jesus talks about the persistent widow that just badgers God into giving her what she wants. Yeah, okay, all right. Anyway. Yeah. My, my take on it is a little bit different. My, my, like my take on it is like, is God already knew that like the reason he's destroying the city is because there is no 10 righteous people. There's like, Spoilers. there's, there's, there's Lot and his family and they're righteous, righteous-ish. You know, like, like, you know, they're, 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 they're like the world's okayest people, but like against the backdrop of Sodom, they're really good people. Uh, but like, you know, he, he already knows the answer. When, so when Abraham says, Hey, what about 50 people? It's like, yeah, okay. If you can find 50 people, fine, I'll save it. Like, what about 40? Yeah, sure, sure. Yeah. If there's 40 people there, I'll save it. How about unicorns? How like if, if there's unicorns, I'll save it. How about that? That unicorns and 40 righteous people. I, so for me, it's like if I'm in the grocery store and my child comes up to me, do you know, do you know they have a sour patch cereal? They have taken. Oh, I you just made that up. No, Do they it's really have real. It? it is real. Like they, they took the Sour Patch candy, which takes the enamel of your teeth and throws it away. You basically eat the enamel of your teeth with this candy. And they have turned it into a breakfast cereal. It'd be like if one of my children walked up to me in the grocery store, which why would I be letting them wander around in the first place? But that's not the point. If they walked up to me and said, I would very much like to have a box of the, uh, of the Sour Patch cereal. And I say to them, if you can buy it for a dollar, you can have it. And they, they, go, they, they take my dollar to come back and say, can I have a half a box of Sour Patch cereal? Like, if you can find a half, a half a box of cereal, you can buy it for a dollar, you can have it. And they come back and say, can I have a spoonful of the Sour Patch cereal? And if I say, if you, if, if you can find a spoonful of the Sour Patch, because it's expensive, for a dollar, you can like... I'm not buying them the Sour Patch cereal because it's too expensive and I don't want to. But like if they, 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 they've given me this ridiculous idea of like, yes, but what if the thing? Like, no, that thing doesn't exist. But in theory, if that existed, yes, you could totally have the Sour Patch cereal, which in my head canon has now turned into $20. And now I'm just going to burn down the grocery store. Which reminds me, <clears throat> <excuse> me. <laughs> which reminds me of... So, no, no, so with that, that is a... Good example of a case where, like, the text doesn't say which one of those views is right. Exactly. Like, you come to the text with an idea about who God is. And, like, if you think of, if you think of God as somebody who is willing to change his mind if you ask versus somebody who's got a plan, and, like, which one of those is more important, basically? And, like, and, but you're bringing that to the text. That's not in the text that you're reading. You're bringing that to the text, and it affects how you read it. And so that's one of those things where, like, both of us, I think, got our ideas from reading the whole Bible. Uh-huh. Like, yes. that's, that's where we got the big idea. But at the same time, you're, it's also affecting how you read the Bible. And so that can be, that's one of the things that hopefully we're doing a good job of exemplifying here, where recognizing that you can talk to somebody who has a different view than you, and recognize that both of you are reading the Bible and both of you are seeking God and both of you are actually getting important stuff out of the Bible because the Bible is bigger than either of your views. Yes. God, more importantly, God is bigger than either of your views. 
the, the God the Bible's talking about is bigger than either of your views. And you can like you can have that discussion. It doesn't have to turn into, well, this guy's wrong because the Bible says this and he doesn't believe that, so he's going straight to hell. Do not pass go, do not collect two hundred dollars. It's like that sort of acknowledgement that there are some things that we brought to the Bible and we can reach God through it because God's bigger than the the details we're arguing about. But we need to understand it is going to affect how we read the Bible, but that like we're still brothers in Christ. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, and uh, uh, f- for me, the difference in those two details, it's um, it it's a it's a slight personality difference between the two, but it is. Uh, but for me, neither one of them is negative connotation. And like uh, one of the one of the things I. I uh, I absolutely respect about your approach to it is that it like it do, like if you bring an idea to interpreting what something says about God because you need it to say something about God, that is a red flag. Yeah, definitely. If if you need Scripture to say, well, it has to say that God is like this. Uh, that like, and, and it's not something that Scripture has actually said about God. It's just something that you need it to say about Him. That's that that's something that becomes problematic. Like yeah. when when the Jehovah's Witnesses show up at your house and they need Scripture to say things a certain way because they because things have to be a, a specific reading so that people will join their cult. It that's you know that 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 is an abuse yeah. of Scripture and it's it, it, it's it's just as bad as coming to this and saying well. No, like this. And also, Abraham didn't actually do anything wrong when he gave uh, Sarah over to Pharaoh because, and you like, you try to do all this like weird calculus in your head because you need scripture to say a specific thing. Yeah. Um, but if you, if, if you're looking at it saying like, the way I'm interpreting is, is like this, you know, it's as long as you are willing to be correctable and wrong. Yeah. As long as you're willing to be wrong. As, yeah. And that, that's, I think, a big part of, we haven't talked about heresy, but a big part of the difference between normal church things, like normal church differences in heresy, is that heresy is when you're 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 not willing to have God correct you. Yeah, yeah. Like you're you're not willing to be wrong, even if God says, like even if you die and God's like, nope, you were wrong about this. You're like, no, 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 I'm right about this. You're wrong about this. <laughs> God's like, all right then. <laughs> It's like it's like like the old joke when like someone's getting their like their tour of heaven, and they're like they're like hey before we like before we go and like go to your actual like this is like like the the welcoming committee right here just walking them down like this hallway is like well, why is there a hallway it's just just so your mind can sort of like accumulate eventually you'll get to something that's just gonna blow your mind and right down this way we're just gonna keep going this way and then like and then like we actually have coffee I'd like to stop and have some coffee and substances wait a second why were you whispering? why did you why did you whisper it's like oh we just walked past the uh the, the church of christ room they, they think they're the only ones here <laughs> uh, yeah <laughs> uh, yep. there, there's actually a, a couple of really important questions that i have students ask me um regularly and they're they're questions that are being interpreted by the culture. They're questions that are uh, um, that that are um, they're societally dictated to them right now. And so they ask me, "What does God think about this thing?" And I've stopped answering them the question. Yeah, because there's a much more important question I have to ask them, which is if actual God was standing in front of you right now, and you knew it was Him, and you you knew that He's everything He says He is, and he gave you an answer to this question. Would you respect it and abide by it? And sometimes 
on, in addition to that, would it change anything? Yes. Like that's, that's my sort of thing with like the problem of pain. Like why is there pain in the world or why did this happen? Or what, why do bad things happen to good people? And it's like, if God were actually here and gave you a real answer, would it change anything? Probably right. not. You're like, you are in pain and it's okay to be in pain. It's valid to be in pain. And the, the hard part is being in pain. Not that you don't have a rational explanation for it. Yeah. Yeah, and, and so and so you can you can walk that back, of course, and say, okay, like if God was standing here, okay, if if someone who had all the right answers yeah. stood here and actually gave you an answer to to you that was not favorable to your opinion of the situation, would it matter? Yeah, and which is hard in churches because honestly, if you're reading the Bible well, most of the time it's slapping you in the face. Yeah, <laughs> you no, know, the Bible is ridiculously corrective, and it like it, it'll it'll talk to you about like, hey, this this one thing, like, uh, I mean, if. If if all the disciples can sit there at the at the last supper, and he says one of you is going to going to betray me, and they all go, "Is it me?" <laughs> that, that's that's all of us, man. But hey, we're, we're out of time here on uh, the Unimposters podcast. Uh, come back next time, and we will pick it up here with great explosions and boom and salt. Abraham's going to try to murder his child. Babies. Oh no. It's, all right. <laughs> Why is he such a bad person? We'll see you next time. We'll hear you next time. You'll hear us the next time. We're not going to... We out. There will be hearing involved. <laughs>